Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And move over, Jurassic Park. We are now a podcast 93 episodes in the making. Yeah. Checkmate. (laughs) It's true. We are. Technically more, but... Yeah. (laughs) Give or take, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't believe it's been that long since Jurassic Park came out. Yeah, 93. (laughs) It's really weird because I I always tie that number to Jurassic Park. Just because that's the year it came out. Yeah. And really, this doesn't make sense that I would say 93. The year 93 versus the number 93. It's fine. What was it? It was a... A number that was large. A shit ton of of numbers (laughs) in the making. Yeah. Was Jurassic Park. Exactly. (laughs) That was like their uh, tagline, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> Only a shit ton more to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we have a lot of news this week, so uh, maybe we should just jump right in. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. First up, we have your new releases. Um, Amazon Prime has something called Panic. It's a series. Season one is available on Amazon Prime as of the 27th, I believe. And it's a thriller about graduating seniors in Texas who enter a series of dangerous challenges to win a cash prize. So I guess if you're into, like, teen stuff, it might be cool. Yeah, I can't really get a real vibe on this one. Like it, yeah. it's, I saw the trailer, but I still don't know. Like it, it feels young adult, but it also feels like maybe, maybe I'd be interested. Yeah, I don't, it's... yeah. Who knows? Uh, HBO Max, I think we mentioned this, but the Friends Reunion special is actually finally coming out May 27th for anybody who's been waiting for that. Yeah, they announced it last week, but... (laughs) And... (laughs) Was there, like, their song, like, I'll Be There For You? I'll Be There For You, yeah. Yeah. Well, I won't. Yeah, I won't be there. (laughs) I won't be there for that. Um, Okay. (laughs) On Hulu, we have The Donut King, which is a 2020 documentary. And you told me about this. You said it's, like, about a guy who moved here. Yeah, I watched the trailer, and it seemed like it was an immigrant who came... To, like, the L.A. area, and he just dominated the donut industry by having, like, I think it was, like, 70-something plus Jesus. locations okay. Okay. where he gave other immigrants jobs to make donuts and wow. basically built an empire. Cool. And, like, it was something in the trailer, like, Dunkin' Donuts tried to, like, move in on the market, and uh. they just couldn't. Oh, because it was, They just like, couldn't compete. So well-known already. Uh, and, that's crazy. And I don't know. And then like, by the end of the trailer, it's he lost everything. And so oh, like, that no. seems to be the hook. Like what okay. happened? So okay, I'm interested. Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, not cool that he lost everything. <laughs> but, you know, sounds like an interesting watch. Fuck this guy. <laughs> um, and then Hulu also has coming up on, I believe, the 28th, The Vigil. Which is a horror movie. Some thriller horror. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It looked like an independent film type mm-hmm. tone. Yeah. It's more your speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm a very independent person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a thrill to know me. Yeah. That's exactly it's what I It's also a horror to know me. <laughs> uh, something else that's up your alley is Netflix. They have uh, Eden Season 1, which is an anime about a girl secretly raised by robots. Yeah, so kind of, <laughs> well, to expand on that, it, it seems like a, humanity is basically extinct. Okay. And so there's going to probably be a reveal as to, like, what's going on. I'm assuming a robot's uh, 
uprising. Yeah, that sounds Of fair. some sort. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that the girl is secretly being raised makes me think that humans are not to be existing in this world. Yeah. Or, so it's like, it's, I mean, I didn't watch the trailer, but the, from the description, it's like, either it's a secret from the robots or a secret from the humans. Or both. <laughs> Could go either way. I mean, if the humans even exist. That's true, yeah. I guess one does. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or and is she a robot? Who knows? Maybe she's a hybrid. <laughs> I guess that's called an android, right? <laughs> Cyborg. Oh. What's well, an android, then? Uh, androids are, oh, shit, what is an android? It's a human-like robot, isn't it? Like an alien? They're androids. What? Why would an alien be an android? No, no, no. Not alien. Not the aliens. The android guy. <laughs> what the, android The bartender guy? guy. He's an android. That's what he calls himself, isn't he? Doesn't he? What bartender guy? Oh, sorry. Not alien. Prometheus. But you, the same type of situation. Oh, yeah, from the alien franchise. Yes, from the alien franchise. The, they are androids. And they're human-like. <laughs> What? what? What was the bartender guy He's about? He's a bartender in Prometheus, isn't he? He's not a bartender. He just no, chose to fucking he happened, pour a drink to do his evil scheme. He was... Whatever. He There's a scene where he's a bartender, okay? I feel like you're thinking of that movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. I'm where not. Where they have a robot I, bartender. I understand why you would think that, but I'm not. It's fine. It doesn't matter. The point is that those ones were android. They called themselves androids. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. No, no, we can't move on. I need to know <laughs> what the difference is now. I, this is one of those things where I, I, my whole life was like, yeah, I know what an android is. But then you straight up ask me and I'm like, oh, what, what, what is an android? <laughs> so no. Okay. So we have to look this up. Okay. This is what it is. Okay. The definition according to Google is a robot with a human appearance. Okay. So that is why the Alien franchise, they are androids. Because okay. they are robots but they look who like appear humans. as humans. Okay. But that would not be like a robot-human hybrid, technically, because that's more cyborg, which is like half-human, half Yeah, it's a human who's like got robot enhanced. parts to yeah. enhance them. Yeah, okay. okay. So like <laughs> the character cyborg yeah. would probably be labeled as a cyborg. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask. <laughs> Okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, I don't even remember what spawned that conversation, but um, I'm glad we had because, it. Yeah, who knows? Because I learned something yeah. that I probably already <laughs> knew and just was too dumb to think about <laughs> the simple answer. Um, speaking of simpler times, uh, Paramount Plus has something for us finally, and it is the Rugrats revival premiere. So for anybody who was waiting for that remake, um, it's you, about to happen. You're talking like simpler times like... When we, used... we were young, and so yeah. we had no like responsibilities other than to watch Rugrats. Yes, correct. It's exactly what I mean. <laughs> and that because that show was pretty fucking dark. It was super fucked it. up. But at the time, we didn't know that. Did, I think Did I brought we? this up before. Did you ever see that like fan theory that Tommy was actually dead the whole time? You told me about this, and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> it's supposedly like the story is told as though like. He died at childbirth or some shit like that. And like, the whole show is like the, the parents and like everybody who would have known him like coping. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. So if you want to introduce your kids to a new generation of Rugrats. Yeah. Uh, May 27th on Paramount <laughs> Plus. Check that out. Um, on Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you like a Boston 
native. <laughs> I am now. Promoting yeah. peacock. <laughs> On peacock. Um, Say, you're a peacock, you gotta let me fly. <laughs> in that accent. You're a peacock, you gotta let me fly. I don't know. I didn't even do an accent on purpose, so it was bad. Get in the car. Yeah. Gonna want some peacock. Yeah. Okay, on Peacock, Madagascar, A Little Wild, Season 3. That's a Peacock exclusive for anybody who was waiting for more. Yeah, I threw it in there for anybody who has kids and wants to get away from them for a little while. Yeah. Um, And Disney Plus, we have the Mighty Ducks Game Changers season finale coming up May 28th. I can't believe the finale is already happening. Yeah, so how many episodes is this at now? Like 10? Does that make this a 10? It's a 10, yes. Okay, so we haven't watched 9 yet, so we've got to watch the last two episodes. Correct, yeah. And Go watch your people. Yeah, definitely. You don't it, have to um, watch hockey. You know, you don't have to like hockey. Just full for anybody who isn't sure about this show, I would say give it four episodes, and then I feel like it's a little bit of a slow burn in the beginning to me because I didn't. I watched the Mighty Ducks, but I wasn't like passionate about it. I'm not a hockey person per se. I'm a hockey person by marriage, mm-hmm. <laughs> not by nature. Legally, so yes. yeah, legally, yeah. Um, but. Uh, I, so I wasn't didn't have the, like the, the nostalgia automatically, but then after a while, the plot's like, okay, I'm interested, you know? So I'd say definitely check it out if yeah. you haven't yet. I'm just going to bring this up right now so it saves on editing. Have anybody heard our cat in the background <laughs> screaming no? <laughs> she doesn't know what she's she, talking about. <laughs> she does not like the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> or most things we talk about on this podcast. Yeah, she's always debating everything. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, you heard the screaming... Of a cat. Yeah. Who no longer agrees with me. Yeah. Probably never did. Probably never honest. did. She just wants everybody to know. Yeah. Uh, also on Disney Plus, we finally have a bigger one. On It's, of course, Premier Access, but Cruella is coming out May 28th. Of course, also in theaters. So if you have theaters open mm-hmm. near you, you've got options. Or if you don't want to have to deal with that, you can pay a little bit extra and stay yeah. at home and watch it. a little it. bit. It's $30, right? Yeah. Thirty doll hairs. Yeah, but depending on where you are, that might even be cheaper than a movie ticket. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. This movie is really fucking weird to me. So I watched the trailer, right? And the yeah. premise I got from it is, Cruella was basically the plot of oh, what is that movie? The yeah. Devil Wears Prada. The Devil Wears Prada. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> and then she like basically has a passionate hatred for Dalmatians because her boss had Dalmatians. Yeah. And, and so she she's wants... like, now I have to kill every Dalmatian in the world. Yeah. She after like, this point of my origin story. It seems like she decides to out bitch her boss and then becomes this like, or out, out evil her boss, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Cause like her boss is a total dickhead. Right. Yeah. And then she's like, Oh yeah, well I'm going to beat you. And then she's like, I'm going to be even worse than you. Even that, even though, it, I don't know. It just makes sense. It just seems morbid. Like, is this yeah. for kids or adults? Because like, Presumably, her coat is made out of the Dalmatians of her boss from the cartoon. Presumably, yes. But I wonder if in current society they will have changed how that works in some way. I don't know. I'm just curious. Especially with like uh, people being more proactive against like... Fur and all that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know how to say it, but yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more people that are like, don't wear fur or don't... Don't use, eat. Don't yeah, fur. Yeah, people that don't want to consume <laughs> or use fur. animal products. Yes, so it'll be interesting. Carnivore or vegan, you probably yeah. shouldn't eat fur either way. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's probably going to be some kind of weird twist or something mm-hmm. because of uh, otherwise the, the it's, dogs were androids the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
Um, all right, and a big movie coming out in theaters we've been waiting for. A Quiet Place 2 comes out May 28th also. Mm-hmm. And Most theaters come out like the Thursday night. Yeah, so it's yeah. like the 27th. Um, and as a reminder, if you aren't ready to go to the theater or it's not available for you yet, this will hit Paramount Plus 45 days after the theater. So, yeah. FYI. Wait, we'll have to wait a little bit longer if you want to do it that way, but yeah. it is an option. Yeah. Okay. We we talked about it a little bit, I feel like a few months ago, HBO Max announced they were going to do an ad-supported version yes. of the service. It's official, coming first week of June. Anybody who wants a cheaper version of HBO Max can pay $10 a month with ad support. Uh, you currently would pay $15 without ads for the subscription that they have. And apparently 64 million subscribers That's crazy. are currently using this this one. So they're only giving a $5 a month discount for ads? That seems insane to me. Right? I think we, I think we already knew it was going to be $10, but it's like official that they yeah. are... Sticking to that number. I feel like you should give it $10. Like $5 a month of ads, maybe. Well, it's just crazy because Disney Plus is like, what, $8 a month? I mean, that's going to go up in some... Yeah. After like, probably after a year or so. That's, yeah. That's definitely going to rise. But it just seems way too high. Especially when you take into account that the they're making money off of those ads mm-hmm. from the companies who are buying ad space. Yeah. Exactly. So they're double dipping in a sense. They sure are. By having the consumer pay for the service on top of getting money for the ads. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know the math behind it. It's very, like, it's complex. There's a bunch of variables, you know. But ad buying is a beast in itself. So, like, it's not like, you know, depending on the company buying ad space, how much they're trying to do, what time zones, whatever that shit. Mm -hmm. All of this is... Based off broadcasting. Right. On the streaming service, it's a lot easier. It's it's here or it's not, right? Yeah. At least you would think that's how it would be. Right. Because you're not worried about when people watch it because they can watch it at any point. Yes. It seems kind of bullshit that they would even charge. Like, I could see, like, let's say $5 or let's say $8. Yeah. You're competing with Disney Plus, mm-hmm. but you still have your higher priced no ad support. Yeah. Keep in mind, too, I don't know if... You're aware. The ad-supported HBO Max does not include movies that were announced for the 2021 releases, right? So not only are you paying a good chunk for HBO Max still with ads, but you're also not getting content that others are getting. Yeah, I remember we talked about this when it was announced. I forgot. So that's... You're missing out on The Conjuring sequel coming out in June. You're missing out on Space Jam 2 in July. The Suicide Squad, which is probably the biggest one I'd say on that list, in August dune in october assuming that still happens i think a lot of people think that and one that i actually forgot about matrix 4 is supposedly in december oh yeah so obviously this is the latter half of a bunch of movies that already came out that are just not relevant because they came out before this yeah pricing but you're still missing out on a good amount of content just to save like five bucks a month if that because i mean doesn't hbo max typically have promos where it's twelve dollars so $2 more to have ad-free. Yeah. I know some people might be more enticed by the ad-supported, but... Yeah. I feel like for $5 difference or $2 difference, I would not be. Mm-hmm. It's not relevant to us because we have it with our subscription to whatever, our internet service or whatever. But still, I feel like you need to make the difference more to make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Take uh, Hulu, for example. 
uh, they've got the base version with ads, and then they've got the no ads. You know, base is practically six dollars. It's five ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no ads is twelve dollars. Okay. Which is equivalent to the promo price that HBO Max is doing without ads. Yeah. So it does seem a little weird that their ad supported HBO Max would be four dollars over a competitor who's yeah. already cemented and tied to Disney. Yeah. They have a very significant catalog. They even you can even watch like live T V stuff mm-hmm. on there. In fact, I pulled some data from a website called Business of Apps and they, they, they use sources for Hulu's ad revenue. Uh, they took it from eMarketer, First Post, and Variety. Uh, but basically, between 2016 and 2020, Hulu has essentially over a billion dollars in ad revenue mm-hmm. per year. Okay. Uh, it's more like 1.5 in the last three years. But to average it out, it will say, what, 1.2, 1.3 billion ad revenue you can expect maybe HBO Max would be getting in the future i mean it, yeah. it, obviously it, it all depends on the amount of uh subscribers which is yeah. going to pull in who wants to put ads in their their service for hbo max yes but, very true um as of right now i feel like that's what you couldn't expect is something along that price range for uh, hbo's profits on ad space so i just kind of messed around with some of the subscription numbers I would assume that we'd see at least a quarter of new subscribers that that, that HBO Max currently has. They have, like, what, 64 million, I think, currently. So let's just say they only have 60 million who jump in with the ad service for the $10 a month, right? Uh That alone would get them $1.92 billion of subscriber profits. Yeah. Not including whatever revenue they would get that year. Yeah. That's for the whole year, obviously. Yeah. This is comparable. It, it, it's not quite there, but it's almost comparable to Infinity War making its worldwide net of $2.048 billion. Wow. I know that's like apples and oranges as far as yeah. like a movie one-time release versus continuous service. But guess what I'm trying to say is like that's a shit ton of money that you're getting every year mm-hmm. compared to a big phenomenon like Infinity War. Yeah. And then even to back up, let's say they get half of the subscriber base that they already have on top of that mm-hmm. for the ad based. That's $3.84 billion for 32 million subscribers. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And that's assuming they don't get any new subscribers because the current subscribership is 64 million, right? So I think they're probably their goal. Yes, some people that are current subscribers may jump down to the ad You'll tier. Probably but see you that. might have an increase of new subscribers who think for some reason $5 difference makes it suddenly mm-hmm. worth their time. So And then, of course, their... you'll naturally probably see a, a drop off yes. of those people once they go, well, this doesn't seem like it's really worth yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But they could also have it go the other direction. They're paying for that, and they're like, well, I want those fucking movies. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pay the extra $5. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it'll be in their favor. But it just, to me, I feel like they should have gone closer to $8 a month or $7 a month yes, instead of that. 10 10 I know it seems nitpicky to go, like, $2 pisses me off, but it just does. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the camp of 
and I know this is probably just me wanting my cake and eat it too, but like I feel like it should be free if you're giving me ads. Yeah. Because, you know, I I went to college for mass communication and journalism, emphasis in advertising. Yeah. Okay, like I learned all about media buying and how much fucking money companies make. Yeah. And this is 2011, 10 years ago. Yeah. So don't tell me it hasn't gone up since then. Yeah. Don't tell me they're not making even more fucking money now. Yeah. Especially with online streaming services being like a new frontier for for profit. Yeah. So don't even tell me that they're not making enough. Yeah. it's The amount of money they're making for the subscriber fee mm-hmm. pales in comparison to what they're actually making from the conglomerates that are giving them ad money. Yeah. I think the big question will be kind of like you, you touched upon. Will they see a, a portion of people dropping from the ad-free to the ad-based? Yeah. Or will they just see a clear cut between keeping all of those and the just adding more people to the, the ad-based. Right. Uh, so that would be interesting to, to, to see over the next few months. Definitely. Um, I mean, of course, all of these numbers I gave out are like theoreticals that they could potentially make. Yeah, theoretical I mean, dollars. Theoretical dollars. <laughs> uh, obviously, they'll probably be more realistically under 10% to start out. Yeah. But it's also interesting, too, because look at Disney. They have over 100 million subscribers. Wow. For Disney Plus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's not even including the Hulu and the ESPN, ESPN stuff, trash, which is yeah. their bundle, right? Yeah. That's why it's a little bit more confusing to me for HBO Max because you're only at like, what, 60-something percent compared to them for subscribers? Yeah. You're going to have to really compete. Like, this is... We're in the streaming wars at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't really give any discouragement to subscribers to yeah. shift to the competitor. Yeah. And I feel like this ad-based one does not look good on them. Yeah. Especially, you know, again, we established Hulu is cheaper with ads. Yeah, it's true. You know, Peacock doesn't charge for their ad-based one. Not to say that they're highly competitive with their content, but, you know, everything grows. Yeah. And I couldn't find data on them. I tried to look for theirs. Hmm. But it, it'll, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's all. I just... I'm so, I'm kind of surprised that they did this route, but I guess it's them looking for the dollar up front versus mm-hmm. the long run. Yeah. Who knows? It could always change, too. Yeah, especially with the uh, changes potentially coming with the Time Warner uh, Discovery merger situation. That's true. That's true. So this may be very temporary. You know, it's not temporary. I see where you're going with this. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Very In fact, innovative. The opposite of temporary is eternal. <laughs> it may not be, but <laughs> close enough. <laughs> I thought you were going to say forever, and it was going to be diamonds. Oh, but we don't have ads. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we could start doing an ad base. Yeah. For ten dollars. Maybe we get a more month. people subscribing. <laughs> Sure, you could get the ad free for free. Yeah. Or you could pay us $10 yeah. a month to have ads. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you are right. We did watch the Eternals trailer. Let's yes. get into that one. Yes. Well, we were surprised today with a Marvel trailer release for the Eternals. Yes. Which is what? Coming out in November? 
this yes, year? November 5th, We I had believe. a tease, I feel like, last month at some point. Mm-hmm. Within that, like, celebration video they did. They had a little bit of screenshots of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got a full trailer. Yeah. Whereas the internet's dubbing it a teaser. Yeah. A two-minute-long teaser. Because society can no longer distinguish between a teaser and a trailer. Yeah. We've had 30-second trailers and two-minute teasers, apparently, in this world. Yeah, who the fuck knows? I wonder how they decide what they call each thing these days. I think it's based off whether you're an idiot <laughs> or intelligent. Oh, okay. Good to know. <laughs> it's it's simple. It's like, do you know the difference between an android and a cyborg? Yeah, <laughs> which we now do. So this trailer was pretty interesting. Obviously, uh, I think I've said before, I don't know anything about the Eternals um, as far as comics or anything like that. So anything I express to know is something I have looked up, just so y'all are aware. Um, But I think that they're a very uh, intriguing group with what we've seen so far. We get a narration over video, various different clips of video that's going on throughout the trailer the narration it's a teaser teaser trailer let's go with that (laughs) so the narration i think this is the most interesting part personally the narration um is saying that they have spent so long and never interfered in human society until now but the video or the clips that they're showing is all of them interfering yeah the entire thing is the entire civilization of society is based off the grounds of them yeah. helping them like advance as learn a society. Learn how to grow crops and build walls and Yeah, it see you see the become a civilization. Yeah, you see their giant ship coming into what appears to be Mesopotamia, like the first civilization, and then you see uh one of the Eternals generating water out of nothing Mm -hmm. so she's giving water Uh, it was out of her hand yeah there's so there's she's put up water in a desert area which doesn't make so she's vastly changed things from that alone Mm -hmm. and then there's other things that go on like somebody gives them a weapon and i don't know there was i'm sure there's other stuff that they do but they're basically it seems like they were worshipped as gods at a certain point and they're all involved in the city of what appears to be babylon so that's interesting because Gilgamesh is one of the Eternals and that's one of the, like that name has roots in Babylon itself. So that's, uh, I'm interested to see where, how they explain that. We get to see them in their, uh, their full like costumes, I guess their, their hero mm-hmm. uniforms, whatever you I think their outfits were a good example of Marvel and I'm basing this off of not actually knowing what they look like in the mm-hmm. comics, to be honest, but mm-hmm. Looking at them, they look like they're very comic-y, mm-hmm. but they really do translate. Does that make sense? Yeah, they seem very comic-y. I, I guess agree. they look grounded, uh, like something I would see in the real world. Yeah. Granted, they are futuristic beings. There's a lot of like capes and 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 long skirt types, like tunic type mm-hmm. garments involved. Yeah. Um. So I think they were. They all had pretty cool looking. Uh, costumes costume setups they're all pretty vibrant overall yeah. differences between the characters so it's yeah. not like oh i don't know fox x-men movies yeah <laughs> where they're all the same 
Um, at, at some point, we see in this trailer, there's like a creature that appears to be not of Earth origin that is being fought by... It looked like it maybe was Kamel Nanjiani, who was his character, who, the Eternal that he plays, fighting this creature. Um, and then short right after that, you see like a group of humans who I didn't catch this the first time we watched it, but I was like, wait a minute. They have, their eyes are like glowing white mm-hmm. or gold or whatever. So maybe they're under some kind of mind control, which one of the Eternals uh, has mind control powers. Drig, I think his name is. So possibly could He's be He's the one that was like all black, right? His outfit. Yeah, the very long trench he, coat He situation. looked like the one character who stood out from everybody else as yeah. like, Oh, is he going to be a villain? Yeah. You know, is yeah. he going to be that character that kind of shifts over to the bad side? Yeah, he looks a little different. The one thing I noticed, too, is uh, the Deviants are characters that are, like, the opposites of the Eternals, right? They're their, like, counterpart And enemies. I feel like we didn't see any representation of a Deviant in this trailer, as far as I could tell. Right. Uh, they're basically deemed ugly, <laughs> yeah. mutated beings, right? Yeah. So... Kind of interesting that we didn't see anything like that. Unless maybe that's what they were fighting in that moment where you, you know, that creature, maybe that is a deviant. Oh, that's possible because they do have varying shapes and forms. So mm-hmm. that that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Um, then we see there's a volcano that happens. One of the articles I read referenced that this could be the fall of Atlantis. I don't know where they got that, but... Or Pompeii. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, never mind. I was thinking it'd be really funny if it was Pompeii because uh, Kit Harrington was yeah, in right? Pompeii. <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, not again! <laughs> but then I Only was like... this would have been the first one. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. It didn't work out for him. Yeah. Um, and then then we see, uh, but speaking of Kit Harrington, we see this scene of him with Gemma Chan's character wh- where they're kind of in what appears to be modern day in like an open field area seeing mm-hmm. this storm coming. And it is referenced that this storm could possibly be the Celestials coming because I guess that's a thing that happens in the comic runs. Okay. Another thing to note, too, is it felt like that character before this scene, uh, what presumably was Richard Madden and Gemma Chan's characters having some kind of love like throughout the centuries. Icarus and Cersei, I think, are their names. Yes. Like they showed them together, like they were being intimate, kissing or whatever. uh, And they showed them like kind of like shifting between different it centuries appears or, that they have some kind lines of, of long-lasting love situation. Mm-hmm. But in the comics, she ends up, or she is with the Black Knight, who is Kit Harrington. Okay, so, so there's probably going to be some kind of love triangle there. Of course, yeah. We'll probably find out one of them is a werewolf and the other is a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll, she won't know which one to choose. Yeah. <laughs> so she's going to be open to having both of them yeah. in an open relationship yeah and they're not gonna be down (laughs) so yeah i I, this is i know nothing about the eternals really yeah so this movie i was like i'm obviously gonna see this but i don't really have any expectations or passions for this movie yeah especially with like how is it gonna fit into the timeline you know it's it's obvious in my head it's gonna be a very isolated story Mm -hmm. timeline thing yeah it kind of feels like this might have a direct connection to 
the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the very end of this, they made the reference of now that Iron Man and Captain America are gone. Yeah. Who's going to step up or you know, who's going to take over for the Avengers? Who's going to lead the Avengers? Who's going to lead the Avengers? Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, one of them makes a, a joke. Or maybe not a joke. Who and knows? He's like, well, he's I could do it. And then yeah. they all start laughing. They laugh at him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that puts the timeline of this, at least this scene in the movie, mm-hmm. to post Endgame. Yes. So what? 2023? 2024? Yeah. Ish. Um, so obviously this movie's probably going to take place before, seeing as how their origin is long before yeah. the first civilization. Yeah. And it's going to... So we're going to see probably a lot of time, whatever, frames of this. Yeah, pieces of time. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to see a lot of different civilizations and and such throughout history in this movie, I think. Yeah. Um, You were bringing up something, too, about a character uh, earlier about um, wiping their minds. Okay, so yeah, this is a possible X. This brings up, you bring up a good point. This is clearly taking place after Endgame, or at least... Most a large portion of the story most likely does, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people might be left wondering why the fuck didn't they do anything? Yeah, <laughs> which the narrative of like, well, we never, we never interfered, we until never interfered now. until now, could yeah. be implied that they didn't until Endgame. Yeah, maybe there's something they did in the background that helped Endgame's outcome. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Which would be a really fun take on how to tie it into the MCU. Yes. It would be really cool you know, if they Maybe could... they're the ones who went and got Captain Marvel. Yeah. Although I guess presuming that would just be Nick Fury's beeper. Yeah. But I guess technically, yeah, whatever. It could go either way. I was thinking like it would take a really long time for that beeper message to travel that far. <laughs> but like she's obviously modified it Many to be... light years later. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, hey, I'm here. She's What's like, up? Oh, I'm a bit late gone. now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to make it. It yeah. happened about... 80 years ago. Yeah, exactly. So, who knows? Maybe they'll end up saying something like they were involved in that. Or maybe there's something else that happens after that. Maybe there's a totally mm-hmm. new threat that's going on. Yeah. Well, circling back to the, the clouds thing in the modern time, it could mm-hmm. be the celestial you know, beings mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Maybe something about Thanos' actions will draw them into the planet. You know, yeah. maybe the cosmic energy from the stones or something mm-hmm. will grasp their attention or something yeah, or maybe the cosmic energy from the things that happened in wandavision yeah I, maybe those shows feel like they're kind of isolated i don't know yeah. they say that you know they are obviously connected but yeah they seem like they're kind of in their own little that's true section okay of storytelling i'll just go fuck myself instead mm, don't do that <laughs> just know that i disagree with okay you. um so anyway the point of this whole thing that i went on was that, like we discussed, everybody's wondering, what the, where the fuck were you? What were mm-hmm. you doing? Why didn't you help? And there is a comic run, so I want to bring this up. There's a comic run that Neil Gaiman did in 2018 with the Eternals in which they were absorbed into society and kind of had lost their memories. And so over time, the most of the Eternals, with the exception, I think, of one, who had, became like normal humans and they were just like existing and didn't know who they were. And eventually, at some point, they have a series of visions and they remember who they are and then they're reawoken essentially mm-hmm. that could explain too like the whole uh, love triangle situation where yes. the black knight you know comes in like maybe he's the modern time lover of, of cersei of yeah. cersei because she doesn't know that she was yeah. in love with some other exactly eternal character exactly forever 
Um, so, and I also mentioned this, but when we were talking about this before, but I also found out it's in the same same run that Sprite, one of this the child, the eternal that is in the body of a child, mm. is actually the reason for their memory loss. It's all okay. part of the same story. This was like a 2018 run, right? Yes, the 2018 run. Sprite is all pissed off because whatever the events happened that puberty obviously caused him to be stuck in the body of an 11 year old child. Puberty. That's, yeah, that's well, what I said. Pre-puberty, really. It's 11. Pre-puberty. Yeah, pre-puberty. Um, so whatever happens that causes him to be stuck in the body of a child, he's all pissed, and apparently he's uh, got the power to alter reality and ends up what basically suppressing or wiping their memory so i guess technically suppressing their memories mm-hmm. and that and he's the reason that they become normal people gotcha so that could be involved here mm-hmm. based on clues yeah yeah i i kind of suspect that druig is going to be some kind of a mm-hmm. a heel character i guess yeah. maybe he manipulates sprite maybe to do that yeah druig has that look and it, it's said that he's kind of drifted away from the other Eternals, at mm-hmm. least in their time on Earth, because he uh, not doesn't necessarily disagree with interfering with society, but disagrees in the direction that the others are going. So mm-hmm. he's kind of been left to his own devices. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm I'm much more interested in this movie now that we have a little bit of context. Yeah. I'm, I'm more really excited about the historical. Yeah. Uh, context of this yeah movie. like every like how single... it's going to tie into like not just centuries of history but like events you know yeah everything uh, that they do that's going to have something to do with real yeah. life society turns out yeah. one of them was part of the beatles yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah they will be fun yeah definitely i'm very excited for this especially i also was a little bit hesitant about angelina jolie being mm-hmm. an a Marvel character. I mean, we didn't really hear her say much in any of the parts no. they showed her in, No, right? she was she just showing like, her I There's staff. a lot of people in this movie, so yeah. I kind of feel like... I feel like we're going to probably see more of some than others. Yeah, I'm sure we will. But her costume looked really good and her powers looked really cool. It seems like she can manipulate cosmic energy to create weapons or maybe other things too, mm-hmm. but her weapons looked really fucking cool. Which was something that they showed them do yeah. by giving humanity weapons. Yeah. Which is like okay, that's directly Seems impacting. Like a huge impact, yeah. <laughs> what does this do? You just shove it into somebody else, yeah, and then they die. So yeah, overall, I was pretty pleased with this trailer. Yeah, for something that I was very neutral on, I'm more excited about it. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the Eternals trailer, go check it out. Definitely. Obviously, a lot more to it than what we talked about, yes. but. It was fun to pause on things and kind of speculate what we thought was going down. Yeah, definitely. I am really curious, too, if this is them trying to replace the Inhumans mm-hmm. with the Eternals. I had, like, a, a slight moment where, like, oh, fuck, are they going to introduce the, like, mutants through this storyline? Because this is probably a not-so-likely scenario. But uh, going back to the Deviants, they're based off mutations, True. So maybe the mutants could be like a spawn off of deviance over the centuries. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Just an idea. I don't know. It's possible. It's, but then you'd have to still explain where the fuck they've been this whole time. Yeah. Anyways, so had fun kind of speculating on all that shit. But I guess we'll see when it happens, So huh? Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right, getting into some of our news stories. Uh, HBO Max has plans for a Harry Potter quiz show. I thought you would be really excited to hear this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not interested. Yeah, so (laughs) 
The details are super fans will compete by answering trivia questions based off the franchise. All right. Uh, my biggest question is, where do you sign up for this? <laughs> <laughs> not for me, obviously, for yeah. you. I'm probably not a super fan enough to be able to win something like this. Okay. Like. Okay. Wow. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, okay, so I'm a really big fan, but I don't think I have the encyclopedic knowledge of every little thing that happened in the books and all that. Okay. Because I read them so long ago. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm there's not, people that like to read them like there's, seasonally? Yeah, like, there's people I know that read, they're like, oh, I reread them all every summer. Like, what the fuck? How do you have time for that? I don't know. Let me know how you have time I for have that. I have trouble rewatching movies over yeah. and over. Yeah, so I'm not one of those people because I can't. I just don't do it. Mm-hmm. But okay. I do very much enjoy it. Enjoy them. Every now and then I'll try to start rereading and it takes me like a long time. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Well, it sounds like it's going to be based on like Jeopardy for Potter nerds. Yeah. it's called, They're called Potterheads. Potterheads? Yeah. Oh my God. That's so dumb. I know. I didn't invent it. I'm just telling you. So they're trying to play out like Potheads? Yes. But that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I didn't invent Hermione it. Hermione wouldn't be a Potterhead no, because she, she follows the rules too much. Yeah. Maybe I should be on the show. Maybe. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like something I would definitely be interested in watching. And I, yeah. I, I think I'll really enjoy playing it from home while I'm not actually on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this show's going to spawn like a whole wave of armchair fucking... Experts. Ex, like, <laughs> super fans. Like, yeah. Like, answer the questions and be like, you dumbass. Yeah. Like, who, people Idiot. who, like, don't get it wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. If the questions are like, uh, how many legs did the spiders have in the forest? I'd be like, eight. Obviously. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> oh, sorry. What is eight legs? Yeah. <laughs> I always have a problem with that in, like, Jeopardy, where it's like, what is, you have to say what is. But if it's a plural thing, I want to say what are. <laughs> Yeah, I never really know how you would word some of those. I guess they yeah. have them set up where it's always a what is or who is. Yeah. So yes, this this show apparently is going to be based off of a five-day celebration of HBO Max. So it's going to be one-hour challenges that takes place over four days. So basically it's a four-hour series or four-episode series. Mm-hmm. And they're going to finish up with the fifth day doing a retrospective special on the franchise. Nice. So do you think they'll have like cast members come in and talk about things or do you think it'll be like That would be cool. Directors, producers, yeah, be... script writers, something like that. Maybe they'll have old cast members on. That'd be pretty cool. Think there'll be anybody of like big caliber or do you think it'll be like whoever the uh, fugly kid was? <laughs> the fugly kid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of the people who play who were main characters in Harry Potter are still very much like, like, a lot of them are still friends and Let's everything. be honest. Ron will be on there. Yeah, I feel like Ron probably would. I mean, um, Draco Malfoy. Daniel Radcliffe <laughs> will probably be like, eh, we'll see. He might, yeah. Um, what's, I already forgotten his name, but Draco Malfoy. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he's been on CW's The yeah, Flash. Exactly. So yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, so I feel like they'll, they'll probably have it. If they do the guest thing, I feel like a good number of people would be interested. What I would want to see is them taking the game show concept yeah. and having those people compete yeah, to see what their knowledge is. That would be kind of cool, actually. Boom. Yeah. And if they get things wrong, he who shall not be named comes out 
and fucking kills them. Okay. It's <laughs> a bit harsh. <laughs> they don't call him the Dark Lord for nothing. Yeah. That's what they call him, right? Yes. I mean, again, why am I not on the show? <laughs> you should try out. Maybe you'll be better than I would. <laughs> All right. Uh, also announced for HBO Max, uh, DC has a few animated properties. Uh, starting out, a new Batman series is going to happen called Batman Caped Crusader. And it's to be produced by J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and Bruce Timm, who was known for the uh, Batman animated series back in the day. The, the one that's beloved in, mm-hmm. during the 90s. They said the series will be thrilling, cinematic, and evocative of Batman's noir roots while diving deeper into the psychology of these iconic characters. We cannot wait to share this new world. Wow. Okay. Sounds pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, it kind of sounds like it it falls in line with the movie, right? It's going to be more of the detective side. Yeah. Rather than him just beating up bad guys. Right. All right. Uh, they also announced a Superman series called My Adventures with Superman. Okay. Uh, the artwork on this looked very similar to uh, the current Spider-Man cartoon mm-hmm. on Disney XD. Okay. So wasn't too fond of that style. Uh, but Jack Quaid is going to be voicing Clark Kent. That's interesting. And the premise of this one is basically follows uh, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen in their 20s while they are reporting for the Daily Planet as they begin to discover who they are and everything they can accomplish together as an investigative news team. Okay, so... It sounds like it's an origin story for Superman. Yeah. He's not quite Superman yet, but he's doing... it. Yeah, it sounds like a CW show. It it sounds like a (laughs) sequel to uh, Smallville. Yeah. Because that show basically ended with him being in Metropolis and becoming Superman, but not technically being called Superman, right? Right. I think. He was the blur, I think they called him. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the later season that was like, he, he, I think they actually put him in the Superman suit at the end of the season or the series, but like, it was, he was called the blue blur or something like that. That's dumb. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. On the topic of Superman, uh, Dwayne Johnson will voice Crypto the Super Dog in an animated movie. It's going to be called DC League of Super Pets, and it's set for theaters May 20th, 2022. Can't wait. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, Warner Brothers is reportedly impressed by this movie uh, so far. Okay. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) I mean, that's, yeah. This is Deadline's reporting. That's what they're saying. All right. They're reporting that Warner Brothers is reporting that That's they like it. so random. It's for kids, right? Uh, I imagine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I was kind of surprised this wouldn't just be like a straight to HBO Max thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, or hybrid or what. It yeah. might be. Who knows? Yeah. Also, who does The Secret Life of Pets? I was kind of wondering if this is going to be like a mashup of that. If that's the same. Is that WB? No, that looks like Universal, right? Uh... Yeah, because at Universal Studios, they have that Secret Life of Pets Illumination, it's a production company. Yeah, yeah, that, that's Universal. The, yes. So, yeah. Okay, so that's it. Wouldn't be, but I thought that would be kind of fun if they did that, where yeah. they kind of tied it into that universe. Yeah, that would be cool. So it's that theme and, and yeah. style. All right, uh, we have a lot of actually a lot a lot of news on the DC front. Mm-hmm. Uh, Injustice has been announced as a new animated movie for DC. This is based off the video game and comic that later spawned Injustice Gods Among Us. WB 
and DC, neither really technically announced it. But what happened was there was a press release for uh, the Batman animated film, The Long Halloween Part 2. And under the bonus content for the Blu-ray, it had listed a trailer for Injustice Gods Among Us. Ah, okay. So I guess you could call it a fuck-up leak announcement. Unless it was intentional that they were like, well, it'll get off this way. Yeah. But it's kind of a big storyline to just uh, breeze over like that, if that was the case. Definitely. So, uh, for anybody who's unfamiliar with this, the basic premise is Joker kills Lois Lane, causing Superman to go so fucking batshit crazy (laughs) that he fucking kills the Joker. And then he, like, basically has this new outlook on controlling the world. Mm -hmm. Basically, he becomes... A villain. Yeah. And so Batman and some of the others have to stop him from basically being like a communist type ruler. Gotcha. And it basically starts a whole war among the Justice League. Okay. That makes sense. They take sides depending on, you know, their views on whatever justice on and all that what shit. What they think is right and yes. all that. Yeah, that makes sense. So I yeah, the games are fun and all, but um I'd love to see an animated take, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I haven't read the comics, but I'm sure they're a little bit more detailed than the games. All right. So last they had, uh, Batgirl was announced to be directed by Bad Boys for Life duo Adil El Arbi and Bilal Fala. Okay. I'm sure I butchered those. Yeah. If seems not, reasonable. <laughs> go you. Yeah, go me. <laughs> uh, so the project is going to be focused on Barbara Gordon and planned for HBO Max. I remember this movie was kind of up in the air, but was even happening for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's it's shifted to HBO Max now because they did, they had announced that they were going to put some movies on HBO Max directly, right? Yeah. This and I think the Blue Beetle I think was also one yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, not quite DC, but Henry Cavill is in the news again. Yes. Uh, he's going to star in a Highlander remake, according to his Instagram, where he announced this. So take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. We don't know how accurate this is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't technically know who he's want, who he's going to play, but That's true. He did Maybe say he's, he's the sword. We don't know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad Stahelski will direct, who's known for the John Wick franchise. Okay, nice. Uh, but Cavill went on to say on his Instagram I've been a fan of Highlander since I was a lad. Being not shy with swords and having a director as talented as Chad Stahelski at the helm, this is an opportunity like no other. Indeed. Here's my problem. What's your problem? Because I have no problems with this. (laughs) There can only be one. Yeah. At a time. Oh, at a time. Yeah. (laughs) Loophole. Yeah, loophole. Okay. There can only be one at a time, and the other one's been gone for a while. Gotcha, gotcha. You think they'll tie into the old ones and, I, like, one of the old Highlanders will, like, time travel into this one and try and kill him for trying to be the Highlander? <laughs> or maybe, vice versa? Do you maybe. think this movie will be, like, him going to kill the other Highlander and maybe. taking the taking the title of Highlander? Maybe. And, like, so he's, like, a villain. Yeah. And then he kills them and then he's like, okay, well, I'm Highlander. Yeah. You look at me. <laughs> you look at me. <laughs> I am the Highlander now. <laughs> he has to say it just like that or it doesn't count. I am the Highlander now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. A property I'm not like really knowledgeable in, but like I know the basic premise of it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't remember much about this, but I remember loving it. 
So I'm like, maybe I need to go rewatch it. Like, I watch this shit religiously. Well, there's the movies and then there's the show. The show. I watched a lot. But I feel like it was always on... USA. USA. Whenever I would visit my grandma. Yeah, and it was like... This is definitely yeah, one of those shows yeah. where you never looked <laughs> so for it. But it was always obsessed. there when you were yeah, bored. It was yeah. always there when I needed it. And it was the best. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. It's like right there with Xena Warrior Princess, Princess and Hercules. Hercules. Yep. <laughs> yes. It's in that group. Yeah. And Star Trek Next Generation, I believe. Or one of them. Yeah, okay. It was on later. If you were there long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what you had to wait for your grandma to cook for yeah. dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all yeah. for it. I, there would be days where I had to like sit through an entire eight hours of infomercial mm-hmm. products. Yeah. At like my great grandma's house. Yeah. So Same. that's my life. Same. That's that's what I did. I had to go visit my great grandma and we would just watch USA all day. Yeah. I mean, th- yeah. there's a problem when you're like 10 and you're like, you know what? We need this kitchen appliance. <laughs> yeah. They're really marketing well at that point. All right. A little blast from the past. John Boyega is returning for a sequel to Attack the Block. Oh, shit. Was it like 2011, I feel like, that movie came out? I don't even remember. Probably. Uh, So he's going to help produce the film and star in it. Uh, He'll be reunited with the director, Joe Cornish. Nice. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie, it's a very weird fucking independent film about like this alien that crashes on Earth. Uh Uh-huh. And a group of boys find it. They're like in London or somewhere. Yeah, I think they're in London. And uh, they basically beat the shit out of it and kill it. Yeah. Uh, They're like, not today. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, oh, hell no. Yeah. And then, uh, so they get like the scent of this alien being on their clothes. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, it's like mating season. And so all of the males of Uh this alien species come to earth looking Uh for this female because they see this or they smell the scent. Yeah. And basically they're... Spending a whole night trying to not die yeah. from an alien invasion. Yeah. To fuck. Yeah. <laughs> An alien fuck vision. A fuck vision. <laughs> and I think this was like long before Star Wars and all that stuff. I, we yeah. Saw, I, I think we saw it before that was even a thing that he was in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. I feel like it. we like randomly checked this out on Netflix one day and it actually was pretty was good. Was it on Netflix? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It was before I even knew him from anything. And then whenever... Yeah, I don't think I even knew he yeah. was... Yeah. And then Star Wars was the thing. I was like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, DiCaprio. It's that that guy. I know who that <laughs> yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. I mean, that was a pretty fun movie. Definitely. I'd say check it out for sure. I'm glad they're doing a sequel. I feel like they had a lot of practical effects in that movie too, which yeah. made it look really good. Yeah. And the way that they did the aliens, they were like negative light whatever i don't know the way it yeah they like glue in the dark or some shit yeah. they were like negative lighting for the creatures yeah it was, it was really creepy yeah you could only see their eyes and shit at night Oof. uh right moving on disney plus has announced hocus pocus 2 and that's gonna be coming in 2022 yeah we already knew this was a thing i think they kind of announced it on twitter the cast members that they were working on this yeah. project a long time ago yeah uh, but they officially announced it at a national streaming day event that Disney Plus was doing the other day. Okay. Uh, so basically, Midler, Parker, and Najimi uh, will all return as the Sanderson sisters from the original movie. 
Okay, good. Uh, the plot details are Hocus Pocus 2 will be about three young women who accidentally revived the Sanderson sisters to modern day Salem, where the original witch trials took place. The sisters are still hungry for children and must be stopped before they bring havoc to Salem. Interesting. Okay. You think they're, you think they're passing the torch? Like you setting think, up a new you think three these, sisters? These three young women are going to now become the next Hocus Pocus group. I hope not. I don't think no. I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> it just seems very specific. Yeah, three young women. It does seem very when it's based on three old witches. Yeah, just saying. Yeah, maybe there's gonna be some weird thing where they somehow become the new witches. Maybe they will body swap. You saying body swap? Yeah. So the witches will be in the women, the young women's bodies. Yeah. I guess that's a way to do it. Yeah. So they still have the people that originally played them to have like some like in the mirror scenes, mm-hmm. but then most of it is acted by these new three women. So then Midler, Parker, and Najimi would be like playing young girls, yes, or women, and they, yeah, I don't know, in it's old just, bodies. No, I don't know. It's just a thought. I mean that would be fun, yeah, but I don't know if that's what they yeah. would be. Doing. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. So I just think that they're just gonna be like, oh, there's now three new young. More attractive witches that they yeah. can make another franchise of milk for yeah. the next generation of true, true Halloween season. It's probably going to spin off a Disney Plus series, let's be honest. Yeah, probably. As long as they have the cat come back. That's all I yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters. All right, moving on. Sonic 2, we know is a thing. We have a title. We had a tease from the last movie that more characters would be added to the franchise. Yes. Uh, but Sonic 2 reportedly has a leaked plot summary mm-hmm. uh, from a Twitter user named Ninja Rizu. Uh, he apparently found the copyright filing by Paramount Pictures, which included a plot summary of the movie. I don't want to necessarily tell the whole plot summary of the movie because I don't know if it's it's, it's being deemed spoilers. I don't personally feel like it is all that spoilery, mm-hmm. but for sake of helping people feel like they can sleep at night not knowing the plot yeah if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to know before you see a trailer so we're not gonna get into it but i just thought it was interesting that uh, people are deeming it a spoiler when it's very vague in my opinion of what could happen in the movie but it has characters that'll be added supposedly which we kind of all expected Mm -hmm. and i'm looking forward to it so i hope that's accurate how do you feel about this um i can say that i don't i understand why you say it's not super spoilery it does give away a couple things about like which characters may or may not be involved so i can see why somebody would say it's spoiling it technically but mm-hmm. it, it's it's fairly vague so yeah. i wouldn't feel I like i got spoiled if you anybody who saw the first movie they have the end credit scene right yes and based off that it's very heavily implied yeah Who's coming back? I also feel like I personally don't think that Sonic is the kind of movie that I'm going to be like, oh man, you spoiled it for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's not like it's an intense, in-depth story yeah. that is confusing. Anyways, not to give anything away, but if you're interested, go look for that. It's out there on the yeah. internet. Yep. Uh, for the fans, it sounds like you're going to really be excited yeah. for what's to come. Based off who they're they're claiming is going to come into this movie. Yes. Plus, I think we actually had news about one of the characters a while back, rumored to be voiced by a big name actor. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I, I guess the news is that there's 
a plot summary out there if you want to go check it out. Yes. All right. Uh, Rick and Morty is getting a spinoff in the works based off the Vindicators, <laughs> which is a group of, I guess, superhero beings in the yeah. in the Rick and Morty world. Yeah. Or universe. Rick and Mortyverse. <laughs> uh, they've been on a few episodes. So they're going to have a spin-off series that's going to be around 8 to 10 minute episodes. It's going to be about Supernova, Vance Maximus, Alan Rails, Crocubot, and Noob Noob. <laughs> uh, they will all fight crime, advert genocides, and yuck it up without Rick and Morty. Interesting. Okay. So I was not that into these characters and the, the limited episodes that they've been on. With Rook and Morty. So for me, I'm not that thrilled about this. I feel like it's something I would check out just because it'll be there. Mm-hmm. But um, I have to assume it's going to be based before the events of the Rick and Morty stuff. Because probably. of some of the plot stuff that happens in that, sh- that, that, that episode yeah. where they're on. It seems like they would have to. Yeah. But I don't know if I really care enough to watch these characters, to be honest. It just... I'm actually interested to see how they how they are without Rick and Morty around fucking shit up. Okay, that's true. I guess it gives them more of a focus for you to maybe like them more. Yeah. Because I imagine you're not supposed to like them based off the Rick and Morty yeah. episodes because they're supposed to like Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, exactly. They're obviously the main focus. So these guys didn't really get that much time to like impress you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what I want to see, and I know it's not really relevant, is a solar opposite spinoff of The Wall. The that's Wall. what I want. Yeah, I know. So if we're going to do some spinoffs, let's, let's make it something better like that. Okay. Well, that's, right. that's it for our news this week. Yeah, sure is. Let's get into what we watched. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. And if we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're or DTF. DTF. All right. First up, we checked out MODOK, season one. This dropped on Hulu May 21st. Talked about a lot, uh, mentioned it last week. This is an adult animated stop motion TV series created by Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt. And it follows Modoc, mental organism designed only for killing, for anybody who doesn't know, as he attempts to juggle taking over the world, managing AIM, and a divorce, among other things. What you typically think of as Modoc's business, and then things that you don't think of as Modoc's business. So. It's kind of, you get to see him in two different worlds. Patton Oswalt, uh, he voices Modoc, whose man name <laughs> before he became Modoc officially was George Charlton. And um, Amy Garcia, she was in Dexter, I think. She plays the wife, Jody Charlton. And their son, uh, Lou, or Lewis, is voiced by Ben Schwartz, who we might rec- recognize as John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. And um, their daughter, Melissa, is voiced by Mel- Melissa Fumero, who you may know as uh, Amy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So um, there's a few other... So, sound like she got cast because of her name. Because of her name, yeah. That's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. So I was excited for this show, I and I actually really enjoyed it. I think the first couple episodes, I was like, okay, maybe this wasn't as good as I expected, but then it got better again. I feel like the storyline kind of got more interesting um once some different things happened in his life and uh it's just like very comedic obviously there's some, there's some adult humor there's gore it, but it's, it's very like... adult swim robot chicken yeah uh both in claymation yeah art and just the humor yeah and i also made me wonder like how they made some of the gory scenes where like 
somebody gets something chopped off and then like a bunch of blood spills out but it's like claymation so it's like is that jelly like what what is that i just it made me curious about how all that works um i didn't like adult swim or uh robot chicken when it was on but mm-hmm. like it makes me wonder if i should go back and watch it again because like maybe my humor has changed since then because i enjoy this i thought it was really funny it was fun to see modok as not your supreme villain person but also masker like he's this other normal guy relatively Mm -hmm. normal insecure guy masquerading as a villain it yeah it kind of reminded me of um like a counterpart to uh harley quinn the -hmm. animated show what's that character yeah like the really short guy with a big head yes uh it's kind of like he reminded me of that character yeah he's out of his prime but he's still like in his head is like the top of the top yes. super villains. Yeah. Really they just gave Modok a a midlife crisis kind of situation with his he hasn't conquered the planet yet. He hasn't yeah. gotten the goals he Yeah. It really was just more of a coming of age story. Not really so much for him but like I guess the family in it a way. Yeah. The the family, the whole family is dealing with the situation at the same time as he is. Mm -hmm. It's not just about him. So yeah, Yeah. that's true. I like the show, but I do feel like I kind of rather have had it be more about him in AIM rather than his personal life. Yeah, I I get what you mean. It's very not traditionally what you, Mm -hmm. like it's not the story you would expect about his escapades and what, what he does while he's at AIM. Because we kind of just hear him mention about, oh, oh yeah, that one time we did whatever. Or all these people have died. <laughs> but, like, there's no real, what has AIM done? How did it start? Well, I mean, it's not really important to the show, right? Yeah, the it's show not. is it's obviously not tied to the MCU. It's yeah. very standalone. Just yeah. for funds. It's a, a what if, it, in a yeah, sense. Essentially, right? Yeah, essentially, um, yeah. But I don't know. I You know, they had some characters. Iron Man made an appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adaptoid, one of his inventions, is in this as a... Kind of a comedic relief character. And Wonder Man, right? Wonder Man, who's a not so big he's name in the MCU, but yeah. he's he's an Avenger character from back in the day. Yeah. He makes an appearance. And they have, you know, a handful of supervillains. Or mm-hmm. I guess villains, I should say. Villains and there's a couple supervillains and some mm-hmm. regular villains. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would have rather had that though, I guess, is like more cameos from characters, you know, heroes and villains and how it tie more into like that world of I guess, their job, if you will. I, I kind of liked where it was going with the family at one point, but then, I don't know, near the end, I felt like it just kind of gave them this abrupt ending, and I was like, oh. I don't really know if I like where it went. Yeah. I don't really know how I, I, I guess I don't know how I feel about how it could go going forward. Yeah, I have to say, I, di- I didn't love the ending either, but I, I just enjoyed it as a fun show to check out. So it's more of like not a... C- cinematic masterpiece but yeah, more of it's like a... obviously not to be taken seriously yeah. it's literally a comedy <laughs> yeah it's just you like know. a silly show it's got you know every episode has cameos or easter eggs or references to something in the marvel universe comics or mm-hmm. you know something like that yeah um and i don't know if you caught at the very end of the season the last episode they had a oh if you enjoyed this show check out this comic run by apparently pat Oswalt had been a part of a, a Modoc comic run as well. Oh, really? I didn't see so that. So I assume this is based off of that. That would make sense. Huh, that's so pretty cool. Maybe we'll check that out. Yeah. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I just, I don't know. I guess I had different expectations of what it was going to be okay. on a narrative level Okay. than it was. 
but I found myself laughing at, at certain things. You know, I think Adaptoid was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, Adaptoid was pretty good. <laughs> um, I liked the daughter. I feel like the son was a little annoying. But, like, I got his humor. Yeah. I think after episode two, I liked him a lot more. I realized yeah. what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. They also gave you, like, a roller coaster with the, the divorce uh-huh. scenario, you yeah. know. But, um, overall, it was fun. I'd like to see where they go with it. But I just it's very confusing how they will go elsewhere. I mean, they could, they could go on a different branch in that tree. Yeah. Yeah. And as a fun side note, we learned that uh, Monica Rappuccini who I only know through the Avengers video game, is an actual comic character, most likely, because she's in this as well. Yeah, and that's another example of a character where I would have liked to see a little bit more from the show. I just have a hard time taking anyone seriously as a villain if their name is Monica. I don't see it. Only Monica's I ever knew were pretty mean. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's, like, no truth to that. Yeah. I'm just... (laughs) Um, well, we watched all episodes, and I would continue watching if there's another season. Um, and overall, I'm gonna say I would slice this one. Yeah, I'll slice it too. Yeah. I I enjoyed it more than I think I would have expected. I, I I enjoyed it more than I expected, but I do think I would have liked to see more characters. I guess. Okay. And that doesn't mean that we won't in the next season. Yeah. They, you know intentionally didn't show certain avengers but mm-hmm. they like referenced them or showed a prop that had to do with them uh so who knows maybe we'll start seeing them in the next seasons you know could uh, be one joke i really liked was there was like a, a running gag about like how he could have been killed by like somebody every time he fucking attempted it and then like one of them was hawkeye kills him oh yeah and he's like he's like, <laughs> like even hawkeye even- <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hawkeye got me? <laughs> and these like theoretical deaths that he could have had. Yeah. <laughs> so I like making fun of itself in that yeah. sense. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was enjoyable. Yeah. It's a quick watch. You could binge it in a day. Yeah, which we pretty much did. It was like two days, right? Yeah. Basically. All right. We also checked out season two of Love, Death, and Robots. If anyone's noticing a theme... <laughs> It turns out everything that we're going to talk about this week has something to do with death or killing. Yeah. Oh, and the point out. <laughs> yeah. Modok would be considered a cyborg, I suppose. Oh, you're right. He probably would. An adaptoid would be an android. Uh, he's not that human looking, though. Uh, he's very human-like looking. Okay, but not human. Not on the flesh. Yeah. But the the shape design of him. I think he would just be a robot, though. Greatest great, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, this season two dropped onto Netflix May 14th, 2021. And it is an animated anthology series based on the general theme of love, death, and or robots. <laughs> so it's well, very well named, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has eight episodes. All of them are under 17 minutes. So season three is already scheduled for next year. Would you? Are you going to keep watching, I assume? Oh, yeah. yeah. I... I... I really enjoyed season one. Yeah. I think season two wasn't as good, but I enjoyed it. Okay. There were some episodes where I was like really into other ones. I was like, oh, this is kind of lame. Yeah. Uh, but then there's ones that were just like, whoo, they were kind of a handful. Tough to watch, but enjoyable. They were good narratives, but hard to watch. Right. Given the context of, of the story. Yeah. But I yeah. kind of felt like this was... The way I've 
interpreted it was kind of like a black mirror, but centered around robots. And love. And love and, and death. death. Yeah. It's centered around a general theme rather than like technology taking over our lives. Yeah. Which is kind of, in some cases, it's relevant. But mm-hmm. it seemed a little bit Black Mirror-ish, but animated and shorter and yeah. maybe not quite as serious in some cases. Yeah. Um, I didn't intend to watch this, but we checked it out and I was like, oh, this is, this is cool, I guess. Like, Yeah. Season one, I feel like it had more episodes than season two. Yeah, I think um, we found it had like twice as many episodes, I think. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. But you could kind of tell that they, they chose to have ones that were very similar in tone in season two. Yeah. It's put together kind of like a music album or whatever. Like a, like a, back in the day when a CD would have like, they usually have like a theme. It seems to follow a theme whenever they release an album. They all go together in some way. You're not going to release. Yeah. yeah. Love. <laughs> death and robots whatever the point was i'm agreeing sense. with you okay <laughs> That's what I'm saying. you had me lost i don't yeah, know about the music thing but here we are okay um yeah i mean there was even an episode where they had a cameo from michael b jordan yes and you were like the whole time thinking oh this is a live action episode <laughs> not the whole time and i'm like <laughs> I, I don't understand are you kidding me not the whole time <laughs> Before the fingers situation happened. Okay. But, like, there's an initial scene where I was like, and then I was like, wait a minute, is this supposed to be an animated series? Because he looked just Yeah, so that's real. what I was confused about. Because I was like, I was like, wow, he looks like really good in this, doesn't he? Yeah. And, like, I was just. I was like, yeah, he awe. looks like a person. I was in <laughs> awe about how great the, the graphics looked and yeah. how, like, realistic it looked. Yeah. At some point, you're like, you you question if this was animated. I was I'm like, like, is this? Are you kidding? Well, yes, because the whole show was animated. Yeah, but the very beginning of that episode, it was it was animated, yes, but it was so realistic looking that I was like, maybe it's not animated mm-hmm. for a portion of it, but it, obviously it was, and I was just, it was that good. Yeah, and that was an intense episode too. <sighs> yeah, it was real serious one, not one to laugh at. No. So, but that that's kind of a good example of they clearly had a bigger budget because they were able to get a big name actor. Yes. To not just be in it, but, but to, be, to act in to it. To act in it. And then... I assume he did the uh, motion capture yes, for it and all exactly. that. Exactly. He probably did the motion capture. He acted it out and then they probably animated him acting it out, I guess. Well, that's what the motion capture is. Yeah. They would just be... Because they do like dots on her they face scan, and shit too. Yeah, huh? they scan his likeness and then they put that in. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it looked better than most games, and yeah, like I. Well, to be fair, most games aren't seventeen minutes long, so. <laughs> well, depending on the game, the cutscenes are. <laughs> I guess that's. You yeah, look at just any Metal Gear Solid scene. game. The the ending cutscene is like an hour. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think it wasn't as strong as season one, but I'm definitely looking forward to season three. Yeah. So I'll say slice it. Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I also am going to slice it. This actually got me interested to go check out season one because I never. I, I actually it. want to go back and watch season one. Okay. I think we watched a couple episodes. Yeah, just because like, it was like we finished season two and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah, it's next. <laughs> yeah, somehow. So yeah, this made me interested to go check out season one since I had never watched it before. So to yeah. warn you though, there are some intense episodes for Maybe season one. More intense than we already saw. Uh, okay, probably not. Hmm. One in particular, I'm like, that was heavy. Okay. That I can think of. Okay, but well, whatever. We'll see. Overall, I think season one was a little bit more fun. Okay, good. So, yeah. 
Go check it out, Netflix. Yeah, definitely. Right. We also watched Those Who Wish Me Dead, a movie that it was put onto HBO Max May 14th. This is an action thriller which follows a wildland firefighter as she attempts to get a lost boy to safety while a fire rages around them in the Montana mountains, and there's also assassins chasing them. So... <laughs> It's a little more complicated than that, but I don't want to give away some very interesting plot points to mm. the story. But that gives you the main key features. <laughs> it's not at all what we thought it was when we described it on the next. This is coming out a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, not at all. I, yeah. I really thought it was just like she was the the one they were going after. Yeah. She's just kind of like a, a person caught in the middle. She just of happens to be there. Yeah. 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 And by she, we mean Angelina Jolie. Yes. Angelina Jolie <laughs> plays the main character, Hannah, who is what they call a smoke jumper. Which is a particular type of wildland firefighter who is trained to jump directly into smoke. The areas around, yeah, smoke. She jumps smoke to like their first responders to wildfires. Essentially, I guess that, that's my Wikipedia knowledge she for just, you. Guys. She jumps in there with a water gun, yeah, and just starts squirting everything. Yeah, <laughs> a super soaker. Yeah. The one with the tank. Yeah, with the big tank. Like we're, <laughs> Not I, just the... I had that motherfucker when yeah. I was a kid. I felt so cool. You had a fucking tank one? Yeah. Damn. It was so cool. I didn't. Even, I never even had a super soaker. I always wanted one. Well, sorry. It's okay. My grandma was like, that's not for girls. Yeah. So... <laughs> it's like, here's this pink dress instead. Yeah. <laughs> girls should not get wet. Come learn how to crochet. <laughs> Um, and, uh, the little boy who is lost, his name is Connor, he's played by Finn Little, and, um, Aiden Gillen plays Jack Blackwell, who is assassin number one, (laughs) and Nicholas... He was Littlefinger on Game of Thrones. Yes, yes. And Nicholas Holt plays Patrick Blackwell, who is assassin number two, and when I made these notes, it made so much more sense as to why he was doing everything that the other one was saying, (laughs) because they're clearly related. I don't think I understood that they were related in the. Oh, I didn't catch that either. Yeah. So he's like his son. He's got to be his or son or nephew or something. Because like I was at some points throughout the movie, I was like, "Come on, have a or maybe brain." Maybe they brothers, even. Maybe, yeah. I didn't even catch it that. Just I, didn't I just either. thought that he was just like the more experienced. And he's just like a dutiful soldier. Their yeah. job, yeah. That's what I was thinking too. But I was like, okay, that makes more sense now because I was like, you can't be serious, like really. And Nicholas Holt isn't like. A million things. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- most recently, he was in... What was that show that I watched on Hulu? Oh, I don't know. Something about Her... some princess or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it does. it's fine. Queen something. <laughs> yeah. Catherine. The Great. The, the Great. It's called The Great. The Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See um, how our minds work? Yep. <laughs> Teamwork. Um, he was also recently in uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. <laughs> um, also, somebody I had seen in a little bit was John Bernthal. He was in here as the local sheriff, Ethan Sawyer, who I will always remember as Sean from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Or Punisher. Sean? Shane? Shane. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Unless you watch a different Walking Dead. I must have. <laughs> the the, the Trotten Dead. Okay. <laughs> the Running Dead. Kind of so. like that joke. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this was not something... I kind of expected it to be lame based on the description that I understood it to be about, which was wrong. 
But it did feel like it was not quite what it was marketed as. I understand why, because you can't really give away everything without mm. spoiling it. So I'm like on the fence. I'm like, you need to get more information, but only a little bit more. Mm. Um, main problem I had with it was, I don't know what wildland firefighters look like, but I'm pretty sure it's not Angelina Jolie. <laughs> because... It was just very hard for me to get past the fact that she looks like Angelina Jolie and she's like 120 pounds and she's supposed to be a firefighter. Like, I know a female firefighter and she is not a teeny tiny little toothpick. They, I just, I have, I was having a hard time. The suspension of disbelief was not there for me Hmm. on that, on that piece of it. But if I wasn't worried about that, the rest of it was pretty decent. It was a thriller. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, no comment. From me on that. Oh, aspect. no comment, huh? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment on that. Okay. Can't have people coming after me. Oh, okay. Because of my opinions on what women can and can't do in the world. I'm not saying she can't do it. I just it doesn't she doesn't look like the people that I know that can. Hmm. I see. So that's all I'm saying. I see. <laughs> it's about what you expect from kind of like a disaster movie thriller situation with a couple little twists and turns. I wouldn't even call it a disaster movie, to be honest. It really was like the fire was not a main focus of this. It was really just a backdrop. It was a plot device, essentially. I guess, should we call it a backdraft? That's already a movie. Oh, okay. (laughs) I meant call it like a backdraft. Yeah, I know. Not the movie call. I know. Yeah, you're right. The fire was not the main focus of the movie. Which I thought it was. And yes. it really wasn't. Yeah. So really it was more just like a action movie. Yeah. I don't... I kind of was feeling like it reminded me of like Cliffhanger. I haven't seen that. Sorry. Okay. Well, I guess... <laughs> let's move on then. Sorry. <laughs> you left me on a cliffhanger remember there. About how... what your answer was... I what know your response been, was going to be. It's been a while, but... You do remember that I haven't seen a lot of movies back yeah, in the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I am going to slice it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I'll i slice it. Yeah. I didn't... I don't know. I, I'm between a test it and a slice it. Yeah. I'll slice it, though. Okay. I enjoyed it enough. I think it got slow at certain points. I personally kind of... I could see her in that role. I think that she did a great job. Mm-hmm. I wanted more from John Bernthal, but... Yeah, same. Uh, I know he like, the movie wasn't about him, yeah. but I, I did like his character, and I kind of wish we got more out of that. Yeah, there were something that were unrealistic, but like that's to be expected in an action movie like this. Yeah, yeah, like the entire like concept of how they survive uh-huh. a fire. Yeah, which maybe it is possible, but it. Yeah, <laughs> and there's there's several things that lightning does in this that are confusing. Yeah, they they had a lot of bad luck. Yeah, but the. <laughs> Nature Apparently, was like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't care about the child. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to say after this, it does terrify me to go anywhere near wherever this is. <laughs> wherever this kind of fire type situation would take place. Yeah. I know you had a problem after watch it that it, it didn't really answer questions that were kind of provided. Yeah. As far as the plot There's goes. There's some plot. But it, it felt like it, those weren't important. It was just kind of like that was to set up what what's going on. Yeah. And like it's not relevant what it's not relevant the to, bigger picture is. Yeah. It's not relevant to the story they're they're telling. But to me, I needed to know. Hmm. So that was why I didn't 
feel like it was a dissected because there were some things that were missing to me. Yeah, it was fun. It yeah. was it was a good movie. Yeah, it, it was worth a this was one that was on the HBO Max theater whatever list yes. for 2021. Yep. So it's still there, I think, for another few weeks. Yep. All right. Here's the big hitter. Army of the Dead finally came out. Yeah, mm-hmm. you sure like death and things being dead in this episode. <laughs> What's up with that? I mean, you were there too. Okay. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. So this dropped May 21st. Also, it was in select theaters starting May 14th. Don't know where that was, but it wasn't here. So we watched it at home. And uh, it's a zombie heist film, which is this the first zombie heist film? Is that the first time that's been a genre? Mm, Maybe not. No, I feel like it's been a thing before. Okay. It just seems like such a random combination. Could you combination. argue that Shaun of the Dead is a heist film? Because in the whole plot to they get to go and take to something get. from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So. That's fair. Okay. Anyway. Uh, zombie heist film. It's directed by Zack Snyder. And it generally follows a team who is hired to infiltrate the zombie infested Las Vegas Strip to retrieve a ton of money from a casino safe. Now, the trailer completely fucked with me then. Yeah. Kind of like the other movie. Yeah. This one, I thought this was like a zombie apocalypse. I'm like, well, uh-huh. why the fuck do they need money? Yeah. Yeah. Turns Same. out the only apocalypse is barricaded in Las Vegas. Yes. So they've quarantined Yes. in the desert, but the rest of the world is still functioning. Yes. So it makes sense. Which is context I think was lost in the trailer. Absolutely. Or just intentionally left out. Yeah. They were, we were probably just supposed to wonder why the fuck do they need so money. So that was a big surprise in the beginning there. And shout out to Zack Snyder. I don't know how I didn't think about it, but you, you gave us another two and a half hour movie. <laughs> and I should have expected it. <laughs> but didn't. But I was still surprised. It was a, a definite dead dove scenario for me. Yeah. Uh, so we had Dave, Dave Bautista playing Scott Ward, who's the main character and kind of like the leader of this group. And... Ella Purnell plays Kate, his daughter, and there's a billionaire who hires them to go find the money, who is played by Hiroyuki Sonata, a.k.a. Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah. He went up to Dave Bautista and he's like, get over here. <laughs> but over I there. have a heist I would like you to do. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool to see him in something else again so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's a fairly decent sized cast, lots of, an ensemble cast, if yes, you will. there's a lot of... Yeah, lots of people. Overall, I think, like you said, watching the trailer kind of fucked me because I was like, I don't, I don't feel like the experience or the story of the movie really was the same as I was expecting based mm-hmm. on the trailer. It was still fucking cool and better, honestly, I think, than I was expecting because I was... You know, because the trailer, you're like, oh, it's a zombie movie. And they're just going to go fight zombies and do whatever and get money for no reason. Mm-hmm. But it, it explains why why everything's happening. And everybody, each person has their own little story. And they kind of take the time to flesh most of them out, I think. So it's nice you don't have a lot of disposable characters, as you might expect from a zombie movie. Okay. Well, they're disposable, but they're, you know. <laughs> I would say they were quite disposable. They're disposable. Say, based they, off they are any dis- zombie movie. They and- are disposable, <laughs> but they're not like, oh, yeah, who cares? Like, you know something about them. So you. you- they're reusable, but they get thrown away anyway. 
Okay. <laughs> they give you a reason to care about them. Yes, they, they give you a reason to care when they gotcha. just when they are gone. Gotcha. Yeah, or be happy that they're gone. Um, <laughs> I would be honest. I was a little let down with this movie. Hmm. I enjoyed it enough that I would like to see a sequel. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Zack Snyder's talking about how he has plans for a sequel. Okay. Uh, if that ever happens. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I was let down as far as the actual zombie action. Mm-hmm. It felt like the zombies and the people were relatively separate most of the movie with That's their true. stories. Yeah. You know, they gave this interesting backdrop for the zombies, you know, where they kind of give it like this. They're, they're, they're more than just zombies. Yeah. They're, they're, there's definitely like some kind of hierarchy yes uh to them Definitely. and you know consciousness and some barbaric structure of yeah. society yeah um and i kind of wanted more of that mm-hmm. uh, than they really gave us and then on the other other end it was kind of more focused on the highest than going into a fucking city full of zombies yeah because their whole thing was trying to avoid the zombies and i get that yeah. <laughs> but you are literally making a movie called army of the I know. dead yeah <laughs> you think that implies that they would be you know, yeah, it's guerrilla warfare. <laughs> yes, this, at some yeah. point. Yeah, you know, and they they kind of hooked you in with the trailer by having the white tiger zombie, uh-huh. and, and then like at some point there was like a horse, and mm-hmm. which I, the horse kind of confused me because it had no eyes. So like, well, so how does it know where to go? You know, yeah. little things like that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I get where you're going with this like cool, yeah. creepy horse design, but yeah. like, uh, what? Yeah. Um, the tiger kind of disappointed me because I feel like they did, they really didn't use it that much. And obviously it's probably because the CGI on that would be a lot of money. But I feel like you could have done a lot more in that aspect. I also didn't really understand how the tiger, like, was a part of the undead army. Like, it just... Yeah. It felt like they all worked together, which made no sense to me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it had some fun moments. Acting was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that, like, uh, some of the motives for some of the characters kind of annoyed me. Like, the daughter. Yeah. Yeah, you mean... It, the common sense of, like, the, the whole thing was, like, she's like, oh, these kids' mother uh, went in there. So now they have nobody to take care of them. Yeah. So I'm going to go in there to get her out. Yeah. Assuming she's alive. Yeah. So it, that they have somebody. Or... Yeah. <laughs> maybe you could take care of them. Yeah. Since you're so fucking concerned about them. Yeah. So who's watching them while you're out doing this stupid, reckless thing? That uh, this mission that might not even fucking find this person. Yeah. To be fair, I think they have somebody like that in almost every zombie movie Mm -hmm. who's like, "I'm a stupid idiot, Mm -hmm. and I have a stupid idiot plan." Yeah, but she has a father who should be like, "No, you're a stupid idiot." Yeah, but he tried that and it didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I will say about Dave Bautista's acting in this is, I felt like he was talking too softly. Mm-hmm. The whole movie. Okay. So there was moments where I had trouble hearing him. Mm. But other than that, like, he did a great job with the, the character. Yeah. I know. I believed him. I believed he cared about his daughter. I believe the agony he's gone through and, and, like, his motives and his reasoning for what he's doing. Yeah. Like, I, I get all of that. Definitely. But, yeah, I do hope there's a sequel. I just hope that they can kind of expand on the universe of these zombies. Because there was, like, this implication that there was more to the origin of the zombies than just a virus. Yeah, true. Uh, which true. they never really touched upon. It was just kind of like a yeah a one-off comment in the beginning mm-hmm. that you just kind of have to assume after that is what turned into this. Yeah. But, yeah, I... I 
it's fun enough, but I do think it's a little too long for what it is, and I think that they could have had some more action than they did. Okay, I get it. What was the actor's name that they replaced, that brought they brought in to replace? The Tig Notaro. Yeah. yeah. I was really curious how that was going to play out, knowing that she did all her stuff independently outside yeah. of the rest of the crew filming. Mm-hmm. It worked pretty well. Like, you yeah. could kind of tell... There were two places that I really noticed it, um, mm-hmm. or where they were at this point, but I was like, that's weird. But the rest of the time, I felt like it didn't matter. Yeah, so like you could kind of, you could tell where they, 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 they cut everything was, you know, everybody else would say something, and then would pan to her. Yeah. And then she'd be solo on the screen saying something back. And yeah. Was, you could kind of tell that they, they worked at the magic to get it to work. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 So, uh, I guess my final verdict is, it's a test it for me. Really? Okay. That was a slice it from me. I mean, I didn't hate it. I I, yeah. I want to see a sequel. I mm-hmm. just think that it struggled with giving me the point of the movie to me. Gotcha. A fucking giant battle with a bunch of zombies. Okay. I get that. Like, there was some other, like, subplot stuff with certain characters that were like, you saw where they were going with it, but they didn't really expand on it, so it was really kind of irrelevant to mm-hmm. the overall plot and the, the purpose of that character's yeah. role, because it, it wasn't out there for everybody, so right. it didn't really... Make a difference. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a slice it from me. Did I already say that? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So I want to make sure you know. Okay. That's it for our reviews. That's it for our movies and TV section of the podcast. So thanks everyone for listening. If you're still here, we appreciate you. Definitely follow us on Twitter at DTF pod. Check us out on Facebook, dissecting this fiction podcast, or send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com. Um, of course, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast service. We would appreciate any kind of feedback so we can keep getting more people to listen. Thanks. And stick around for our gaming section coming up next. All right. Getting into some of our gaming new releases this week. Not the biggest list. Uh, Switch has a couple games. Maneater comes out May 25th. That's a GTA meets Tony Hawk shark swimming Simulator. Oh yeah, that okay. Uh, that. Very arcadey. Uh, you just swim on as a shark and eat stuff. Stuff until you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then and you can just start fucking ships up and yeah, and be a badass and yeah, it's it's a fun, say, ten to fifteen hour game if you do everything. But once you do everything, there's really no point in going back. It's fun. Okay. So it's coming out on Switch. Oddworld Collection. This comes out May 27th. This is going to be the uh, remake of New and Tasty or whatever that one from the PS4. It's also going to have Munch's Odyssey and then the Wrath game or whatever from the original Xbox. Okay. Um, Stranger's Wrath. Stranger's Wrath. Thank you. So, some older games, but uh, I assume this is kind of for people that want to go back to those games after the release of the one that just came out on PS5 Mm -hmm. and PS4. Yeah. All right. Um, multi-platform Biomutant comes out May 25th. Oh, nice. I'm seeing mixed reviews on that one, so we'll okay. see. Depending how those all do, we might wait on that game. But mm-hmm. that's what I was very excited about. Final Fantasy XIV is an online-based game. It's coming out May 25th on PS5 and PC, I believe. Okay. So it's not on Xbox, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Earth Defense Force World Brothers uh, comes out May 27th. That's going to be on PlayStation and PC as well. 
We have a couple upgrades for uh, some current games. Watch Dogs Legion is getting a 60 frames per second performance mode uh, added on June 1st. So anybody who has that game, the next gen will get a boost for that. Uh, the Last of Us Part 2 is now going to have a PS5 update adding 60 frames per second as well. Uh, you'll have the option between 30 and 60 with lower resolution. Okay. I'll probably go check that out because I'll play that back on the PS4 before we got the PS5. Moving into some of our news, uh, apparently Time Splitters is coming back. Stop the clock, or split it if you will. Yeah. Uh, Deep Silver announced that a, n- a number of key original members from Free Radical Design will reform the studio with plans for the next Time Splitters game. Nice. So that's a game franchise that I don't think I've played since PS2. I've never played it. It's kind of like a uh, Unreal game. It's just like a shooter, very fast pace. Mm. arcade gotcha kill each other in an yeah. arena okay They're, they have like a story mode and all yeah. that but yeah it's the time of the doom and unreal okay. that makes like sense that. why i never played it then. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh ea has created a new studio dedicated to make an open world action adventure game apparently they hired ex-monolith vice president kevin stevens to head the studio uh, it's potentially planning to allow remote workers to supplement in-house employees very cool I think a lot of places should do this. Yeah. If it's possible with your work, why not? It'll probably like slow the production of the game because they, you know, will not have everybody in house to be able to communicate on a quicker yeah, level. Possibly. But yeah, I mean, I imagine most will probably shift to this at some point. Yeah. Overall, uh, there's no word on what the game is or anything like that. Yeah. But we'll see in yeah, time. Definitely. All right. Well, as we talked about last week, uh, John McClane and Rambo have officially been announced and added to Warzone. You could purchase them for 2,400 points. Uh, I think that's roughly around $24. Kind of expensive if you ask me. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The game also has uh, game events themed after the franchises available for free. So there's one that has the Die Hard Tower. You can... Can you fall off the tower? Yeah, actually there was a, uh, (laughs) a challenge to jump from the top as low as you can without dying. Oh, okay. I mean, you got parachutes, so. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, so there's stuff like that. Okay, well, that's cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that bought the Rambo one. Yeah. But, I don't know. They don't seem like they're really worth it to me. Yeah. Especially the John McClane one, because the character design looks just like a different character that they added in, like, a month ago. Mm-hmm. And they all they did was really change his face and change where the blood splots are on his tank yeah. top it just felt very i don't know so can you do the in-game challenges or whatever events as a, your normal character yeah too? you don't have to you buy these characters okay. these okay. are just if you want them uh the bigger thing out of this for me is is this the start of them getting franchises added to this game hopefully like can i be predator at some point yeah that'd be pretty fucking cool yeah it would you see predator how much running? would you pay to be predator uh 23 dollars <laughs> But you should get two characters. Wait, is it $24 per character? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's expensive. Jesus That's what I'm what? saying. It's, like, I, I don't thought think it was like $12 it. each, and I was like, Especially that's still a lot. When, like, I'm going to assume that the character that they had added a month before this uh-huh. was designed around the fact that they knew that John McClane was going to be put in the game. Right. So it saved them money and time to have two different characters that are very similar. Yeah. That's re- that's preposterous. I, d- I thought it was going to be $12 that's a That's preposterous. It is. Yeah. I If they have some really cool characters, I'd yeah. be more into it. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, you probably wouldn't see Captain America, because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I don't kill people. Yeah. Fucking dumb. Yeah. But 
But what I mean, if, and Disney, you're kind of dumb for this if you didn't think to do this, why don't you add a U.S. agent to yeah, the game? Yeah. That's a character that is okay with killing people. Bigger. You showed it in the show that he does such a thing. Can I raise you one? What? Why don't they add Homelander? Well, because he has powers. Yeah, that's fine. But it'd be cool. He has like superpowers. He can't leave. Oh. Give him like laser eyes. He could do that. Uh, so he, instead of shooting a gun, he just shoots eyes? Yeah. But you're right. U.S. agent would be if cool and grounded. If could kill. <laughs> and they can. <laughs> I mean, I suppose. Yeah. I don't think it would work. You're right. U.S. agent makes more sense. All right. Moving on. Skyward Sword Amiibo. This has been a controversy. This so still a thing? they added a, or they announced an Amiibo, which is going to be based off the Skyward Sword game uh, for the release of the HD remake, or not remake, remaster. Okay. Uh, the Amiibo features Zelda and a bird companion named Loftwing. This Amiibo allows players to access travel points for easier navigation in the in the world. However, the game itself does not have this. So basically, you have to buy this Amiibo action figure thing to have the ability to quick travel oh. throughout the game. So it's like a microtransaction. So in a sense, a microtransaction yeah. that you people are... are upset that in people's view, forcing you to buy another $25 item on top of the $60 game to have that functionality in the game. In their defense, at least you're getting a physical item to go with it. Right. <laughs> As opposed to just a virtual costume. This kind of reminds me of, it's a, I guess it's slightly different, but uh, Resident Evil 5 on 360 and PS3 had a issue where they had unlockable content on the disc, but you had to pay for it. And basically, instead of downloading it, it was just unlocked. Ew. So it was already there, but you just had to pay extra in order to get access to it. Yeah. That's BS. Which I get Capcom's idea was like, well, it's just easier instead of having people download it later, they'll just have it now. Yeah. And just unlock it. Yeah. But the fact that you already had it available means that you planned, you planned this ahead of time, which means it should be part of the game if you already yeah, had it ready to go. Yeah, raise the price of the game. Yeah. I wouldn't say raise the price of the game. It just means it was already ready to go. Yeah. So it should have just been in the game. Yeah. But if they were going to be greedy, then they could have just raised the price of the game instead of adding an additional cost. That wouldn't work. Okay. No one was going to be okay with paying more for a game. Okay. Anyways. So yeah, I get why people are upset, but I don't know. I I guess it's a question of how much it impacts your ability to navigate the world. Gotcha. Like Wind Waker back on the GameCube was like, oh my god, tedious as fuck with having to sail across the oceans to locations. The Wii version they added, I think, fast traveling or speed, you could speed up the the sailing process mm-hmm. to make it quicker. It is technically unclear whether the game will feature some kind of version of this that you can unlock. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, there is none. Okay. Because it was never in the original. Right. It'll be interesting to see what people uh, think of this if it uh, does not get included at right. all. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this thing's going to sell either way. They're making a bunch of money. It's Nintendo. Like yeah, the, these yeah, it sell. doesn't. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, moving on. Microsoft and Bethesda will be a joint E3 conference this year, mm, okay. which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Microsoft owns Bethesda now, so why not do that? Yeah, it's not surprising. Bigger presence, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess the only argument you can make is, well, if you do two separate ones, you have more like market time for the event. True. 
but you can make your event bigger. Yeah, the downside of that is thinking back to physical E3s where Bethesda had its own big area with a game that they were that people were mm-hmm. had to get a line to play, and then Microsoft was its own separate building. Yeah. So you have potentially you're losing a big share of the show floor if there there's not even a show there's floor. There's not even a show floor. The, so. the, the virtual show floor. <laughs> I don't know. If it was an in person thing, it might make it might have a pretty big impact. But I guess since it's online, it really doesn't matter, and yeah. it's expected. So. And kind of tying into that, Starfield, which is a game Bethesda's been working on for a long time, uh, is reportedly to be exclusive to Xbox and PC. Now, this is where it gets a little fuzzy. Uh, Reporter Jeff Grubb of Venture slash Games Beat says that he has info from sources familiar with the project (laughs) that it is not coming to PlayStation. Mm. He specifically said PlayStation 5. Uh I put just PlayStation because... It could be a PS4, PS5 issue, whatever, as well. Microsoft has not confirmed this information, so it is possible that it would be on PlayStation as well. Yeah. Just depends what their goal is. You know, games like Minecraft are everywhere. Yeah. But that's more of a microtransaction that they know is a a live service they can constantly make money on. Yeah, that's Whereas this would just be a game that may, you know, benefit subscribers on Game Pass or something. So if it's true that it's exclusive, like it would make sense that they haven't confirmed this because they might be saving that information for, I don't know, an announcement at E3 that's coming up in July. Yeah, it seems pretty in logical. In their Microsoft Bethesda joint conference. Yeah, it seems pretty reasonable that that would be the thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, and last on our list of gaming news, uh, a game was announced called Lies of P by a studio named Round 8 Studio and published by NeoWiz. The game description is a Souls-like action RPG inspired by the story of Pinocchio. Okay. They said it was a unique lie system where what you do and say as the main character dynamically affects gameplay. Uh, There's no release window for this game yet, but it will be on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Hmm, I see. I watched the announcement trailer. Mm -hmm. I got heavy Devil May Cry vibes. Mm-hmm. Like Pinocchio looks like an adult. Okay. He's got like this mechanical arm, very similar to what you would see in Devil May Cry, where like Neo has like a a demon hand or something like that. Okay. So I, so Pinocchio is a cyborg then. I guess technically he is. He's not an <laughs> android, as far as we know. Although no, he wouldn't be a cyborg because he would be part robot, part wood. But he's a real boy. Not yet. Oh. That's not when he's. <laughs> Okay. On his journey. That's not till the end. Okay. Well, we don't know where this stands. That's true. This could be like decades later. Yeah. Because you said he's an adult, so. Well, he looks to, like an adult. He would but... have to have been a real boy to become an adult. <laughs> okay. Valid point. It's just a very interesting. Like, yeah. I don't know the original story of Pinocchio. All I know is Disney. Yeah. So, are we going to be fighting a bunch of donkey kids? <laughs> are we going to be, like, beating up a whale from the inside? Yeah. You know, like, do we have a cricket buddy that's going to, like, navigate and be like, hey, listen. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting. I really want to know what this quote-unquote unique lie system is going to be. Because if it's not going to be his nose grows every time he tells a lie, like, what else could it be? I hope that, like, built into, like, the fighting mechanics. Yeah. Like, he grows his nose out and then he, like, just, like, uses it like a a sword. sword. Breaks it off and just start beating people up with it. Yeah. I feel like, was it Once Upon a Time where Pinocchio, the guy, like, if he told a lie, he would turn more back into wood? 
or something like that? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I was just trying to go and figure out what other kind of lie mechanics they could have. So I'm interested to see where that goes. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. The other route is like the people that you talk to lied to you. Yeah. And then you have to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> that seems fairly straightforward. Did, did you ever see that movie? It was like a B-rate fucking horror movie. Of course you didn't. I already know you haven't. It's based on my... I was like, I don't even know why you're asking this question. <laughs> it was like Pinocchio's Revenge or something. Nope. It was just like the doll Pinocchio would like go and kill people. Oh, okay. That's so like, of course, right. they'd do like the shit like his like nose would grow and like stab him in the eye and kill yeah. him or something or just ridiculous shit like that. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that discourages me about this is the Souls like aspect because yeah. I am not good at those games. Yeah, I'm never never a fan of that. <laughs> Bloodborne. I think I got a good portion in and I. Just never went back. They're very tedious and you have to really commit to them. Yeah. And then you get super angry whenever you don't make it to a, what is it, like a save point or whatever? Is that the kind? Oh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I think save points are just beating the level. I don't know. Well, yeah, but basically when you say souls, it means uh, that you lose your progress if you die, right? Well, souls is just a reference to like demon souls. Oh, okay. Where it's, that's like one of the original of that style. Okay. That's what I thought. But it's the the style that it's talking about is not, is basically you have to make it all the way through the level or you have to start over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you lose stuff. Yeah. If you die. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. And you have to start all the way over. Yeah. It's like uh, shaming you every time you die. It's rude. Yeah. I don't like it. You have to. I don't need my video games to shame me. You have to walk naked. As yeah. old women yell, shame. Yeah. Shame. Jingle a cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> needs more cowbell. Shame. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What does he say? I got a... Fever. I got a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription is more. Shame. Yeah. It's probably like the worst impression you'll ever hear. Uh, I've heard worse. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't bad. No. Well, I guess I'm I'm second place to everything in life. <laughs> All right. Well, um, speaking of shame, <laughs> I keep promising people I'm going to have my Resident Evil 8 review every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do not have it. Yeah. I did not do my homework. Does your dog eat it? My dog eats a lot of things but <laughs> no not this just not enough time in the world you know i know yeah i've been very busy this week i have beat the game but i i want to play a little bit more to get the new game plus aspect of it down so i can give a little bit more about that because it's got a lot of replay value to it that's the whole gimmick behind it yeah um so i will talk about it next week mm-hmm. okay i hope sounds good <laughs> Well, if that's the case, then that is it for our gaming section. And that's it for our entire episode, number 93. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you hanging out, listening to us. Uh, Definitely, please leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever service you're using so we can understand how we are doing and improve. Check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at DTFPod, or send us an email directly to DTFPod at gmail.com, or check us out on our website, DTFCast.com. 
that's it for a podcast 93 episodes in the making. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.